the former convent of the Good Shepherd overlooking Inwood Hill Park in New York City. Welcome to Inwood Artworks On Air. It's where you meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes who make their home what we affectionately call Upstate Manhattan. I'm your host, Aaron Sims, and today we welcome filmmaker Hillary Kerrigan. Hillary is an award-winning producer and editor known for her contributions and post-productions for future-length film, including You Hurt My Feelings, Jerry and Marge Go Large, Marriage Story, and many others. She values projects that are uniquely human and foster creativity, a love of storytelling, equality, and change. Her digital work for politics and nonprofits have been viewed online over 50 million times across platforms, notably for International Planned Parenthood Federation, Hillary for America, and Biden-Harris. Hillary's creative work has been officially selected for film festivals, including the Master of Art Film Festival, Media Wave, Slate, Open 5.0 Chicago. She was a member of the jury for Split Video Art Festival in 2021, and in addition, she is a recipient of the Inwood Film Festival Filmmaker Fund grant for her upcoming short, Nana. We are going to talk to her about her work on the big screen, small screen, but first, let me welcome you, Hillary, to Inwood Artworks on Air. It's great to see you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You bet. Yeah. Um, so we're, you know, I guess we should start, you know, why are you here? How did you find your way to Inwood? <laughs> uh, Inwood was a pandemic de- decision um, for me, for my boyfriend. It was like uh, always on his wish list oh, neighborhood. A coveted um, one, huh? Yes, it was very coveted. Um, <laughs> uh, after the pandemic, we were like, oh man, we can't find ourselves like in a little tiny apartment and taking walks kind of like on the street was feeling claustrophobic. So uh, we were drawn to the parks here. Um, and I was drawn to Cloisters. I'm like a huge fan of the Met Cloisters, which is in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of drew us here. But now we don't want to leave. It's amazing. Uh, so I like keep telling my friends about it. Uh, it's a little bit of a hike from, you know, the Brooklyn crowd. But I'm like, you have to. It's just the best. It's like, I keep singing its praises. Uh, well, as long as those Brooklyn people don't move up here, we're fine. <laughs> they can come visit, though, all they want They to. can visit, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, anyway. And, uh, yeah, Ken, by the way, our, of note, is uh, a Park Slope guy. So so we, 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 we stamp their visas, and they come, yes, and we let yes. them come back. Um, so we appreciate that. Uh, and what led you to a career in the glorious world of editing, which you never yes. see really touted about. But to me, that's where the film's made. Yes. That's the direction. Yes. I love, yes, I love editing. And it wasn't, I didn't like, you know, grow up as a young kid being like, wow, I really want to get into editing films. I no just, one does. No, yeah. That's like saying, know. that's like the actor saying, what I really want to do is design lights. No one ever <laughs> says that. No. And you just don't know really what goes into any of it. You know, I, I grew up being affected by like the magic of movies as we all are. And then you just spend a lot of years decoding what that magic meant mm-hmm. to you or like what made it feel that way. Right. Or that's sort of how I how I sort of found found my way through it. I I went to college for a radio TV degree, and the reason I found myself in that program was because I thought I would score films. So I had an interest in music in high school, and I thought that's probably what makes music, like movies so magical for me. It's like the score, it has to be. That's what's so emotional. Yeah. Like that's the thing that's getting all this payoff, right? So, <laughs> so I tried to learn, you know, MIDI, like instrumentation, like how could I get my piano into the computer so that I could get that music to like a different format of uh musicians or into editing software i guess for people you know and i was trying to make sense of that and in that process in that program found editing software you know so that was sort of the beginning of it what did you have at the time what was that editing, music editing software Sibelius? Back in, oh in the beginning no i was like a little like logic 
like fan. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. And um, also like very crude, like Windows Movie Maker, and like because it allowed me to do stuff. You yeah. know, <laughs> it's very like very early, and then moved into Final Cut, and then learned about Premiere, and you know now in Avid. So you just kind of just like finding your way constantly and working through all the, you know, nooks and crannies. I also took radio and TV courses and used the Roland. Oh my gosh, things. cool! Yes, that was what I. Literally cut my teeth on. Oh, cool! Um, Very but cool. Yeah, and Avid was there too. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, um, something you said though, I want to kind of touch on and, and uh, enlarge, if you will. It's like, uh, you know, you, 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 story shaping is done in the editing process. Mm-hmm. Like that, you're, you're cutting the story. Yes. So it's like you know how the, how how the music influences. You're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, and, and yes, yeah, sound is a huge shaper of story. But you know, in the in the editing bay, so to speak. You know, you're obviously taking in, you know, depending on the size of the project and who you're working with, right. um, how many opinions are in the room. Yeah, um, but totally. at the end of the day, is like there is a, um, something I want to combine with it too. Is like you're kind of the story shaper, um, and also there's a certain amount of trust that someone gives to an editor as well, which yes, I think is fifty percent totally. of the job. Yes, I, maybe even more. I would say, um, like right now, I'm working on a. A project and I'm an assistant editor or an assistant to the editor because uh, it's a large task you know it's like you have this director who's trying to get their vision out and communicate it and you have an editor who's coming up in pro- with problem solving materials and shaping things and and pulling stuff and then that's a little bit difficult you know you need an assistant to also help you and uh, my favorite part of that role is when my editor right is not problem solving in technical ways but in creative ones or you know like you you need an advocate maybe for an idea that you have or you're bouncing right. things off or you need a little um you need audience like uh, I think the editor is the first audience you have for your your project you know mm-hmm. um so your opinion matters and learning to be opinionated or when to when to give your opinion and how to shape a story or a scene because you have a good instinct about something has been like really hard. It's like something I'm, I'm, try- I'm very actively trying to learn from like the editors I get to be around. It's yeah. a skill. So I guess and it's kind of a nice segue is saying, you know, inviting people in uh, and to that process is something you have to do for your own short, Anna, <laughs> that you're working yes. on. Oh my gosh. Uh, so yes. let's turn our attention to that. Okay. Yeah. So where did that uh, come about? That idea come uh, about? Uh, I guess the best way to start asking the question is, what kind of relationship do you have with your grandmother? <laughs> my relationship with my grandmother is pretty fine. Um, this this whole short, this is like it's kind of embarrassing how it came about. I think I might have written to you. Um, very early in when I applied, maybe I have, um, the, the story is about a grandmother who's sort of like, uh, wanting to have a relationship with her granddaughter and her granddaughter like knows her grandma. It's like, we all kind of know our grandparents, but like, how well do you, do you know them? Like, right. you know, as people, right. Just as a normal human being. And as you a know friend, their even. role as, gr- exactly. you know, there's yes, the role yes. as your grandmother, yes. but outside of that, you forget it. Yes. And it's like, yeah, also like, you know, people are a little bit, I think, you know, there's all sorts of weird entanglements with family. Maybe you don't align with someone politically. Maybe you're ageist and you don't even know it as a young, dumb kid. Like, you, there's a lot of, like, factors into why you're not being fully yourself around the people you're with, mm-hmm. even though they're family and they're trusted. So I was interested in exploring that because I had written my Nana a letter, and I was like, I want to get to know you. I was like, 
you know, I haven't talked to you in ages. Like I talked to you at Thanksgiving, you know, and we say hi, but you know, I just want to get to know you a little bit. And I sent her like all these questions because I read a New York Times article. It was like 25 questions to ask people to like get, like to help fall in love or something. And I was like, I want to fall in love with my Nana. Like, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. And so I asked her like 15 questions and, and I sent this letter and then she never replied to it. And still to this day, I'm like, Nana, like I don't have the courage to ask her like, what the hell? Like where? <laughs> what? Because like, then you would know happened? as a person to say yes. that. Because I don't want to know the answer. Like, what did she read it? And she's like, "What is my granddaughter on?" Or like, you know, it's like the mystery of my life. And like every time I see her, I'm like, mm, "Do I want to ask?" And she's I the don't. New York granddaughter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So this is like, instead of me confronting my actual feelings or my own grandmother, I was like, "I'll write a script instead." <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like it's ridiculous. That's funny. It's so silly, but <laughs> the story's been really sweet. Um, and I and think then probably... Then you're going to show her the movie I think I'm going to show her the film. Yeah. Be like, so did, <laughs> you're, it's did just you your get... fault. Your fault, Granny. <laughs> did you get this letter? Uh, oh, it's my, I told my friend... I told a friend this about... No, um, someone in a writer's group the other day, because they were asking the same question, like, what's this project about? And I, was, and I told them, and they said, you know what would be amazing? Like, what if she, like... What if you, like, addressed it to the wrong place? Like, she's like, you're just lucky, like, someone didn't receive it. And like start writing back to you, and I was like, "Wow, that is the feature length version <laughs> right. of this project. That's such a good idea. Should have met or, you sooner." Or this, or this, or, the, or yeah, or the series, the first, se- <laughs> yes. the first season. Yeah, all you, yes. you just keep sending out <laughs> letters, and they keep it going to different people. I, yeah, so this story, yeah, so people are going to be disappointed. Whoever listens box. to this podcast when they ever see this short film, they're going to be like, "Oh, okay, it's fine," because uh, <laughs> it sounds so cool. But that's the origin story of of Nana and the writing of it. That's very inspirational. <laughs> and you're, you're very, like I say, it's a very healthy self, you know, self, <laughs> self-health aspect to this whole thing. Just like Emotional. People like write... Some people go to therapists. You yeah, write, no, you write no, letters. And, you know, <laughs> I'm going to listen to this podcast back and be like, you know what? I really do need to go to therapy. Like, okay, this is, it's enough is you're enough. Like, as no. long as Aaron Sims is in the neighborhood, that's enough therapy for everybody <laughs> right there. Um, so, um, so obviously, uh, for those, you know, the do, do-it-yourself short film, mm-hmm. you know, people. But you have this great, as we were talking earlier, another podcast, um, somebody else, some of the filmmakers, you know, you wear a lot of hats, right? Oh, and so um, kind of, you know, bridging the conversation to learn about your editing and your assistant editing and things like that. It's mm-hmm. like, 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 how many hats are you wearing on this project? And how, <laughs> and are you, are you a good delegator? And, like, oh. you know, to help you, like, who's going to be, who's going to be, who's going to have your ear yes. or if anybody? Yep. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. I've been, I've been trying to, as much as I can, like, I've assigned myself my roles, and I'm trying to honor that role that I assigned myself as best I can. <laughs> and then, yes, delegate as much as I can and trust. It's hard, actually. Like, yeah. um, well, particularly it, when you're the writer. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited. We haven't sh- started shooting yet. I'm excited to see how, um, how the crew and the cast take it and make it their own. Like, I don't feel precious about any of the material, but it has been hard delegating uh there is a like a total like control freak part of you that um i've just had to quiet (laughs) you know i'm just like not today not on this one you know um i i wrote it and i really i wanted to write it because i really wanted to just try directing i wanted to just experience shaping not in the editing room but before you even get there yeah um and so that was the challenge for me here or that's what it is now thinking about things that are totally um you know, above my pay grade, like blocking and thinking about how it should look and um, 
you know, speaking with actors about the process or how to get them in the scene. Like, this is all totally not my territory, but I, I want to try um, because I, I'm picturing this. I'm picturing this short film in the edit anyway, you know. Right. So so that's my spot on this. But I do have a producer who's incredibly capable and sweet. And she's uh, her name is Mariah Diaz. Um, she's incredible. So anything, anything I need ever, it's like I mention or whisper something. And there's like five emails out and she's already met with someone, you know. Okay. Um, so... So that's kind of how it's looking. Do you um, have your Nana yet cast? I, okay, we can't spill too much here. Well, we are going to say uh, who I have is. a favorite. Yes, yeah. That's I have a, a total favorite in my pocket, but I haven't cast Natalie. So oh, okay. um, I'm just, I have like my, Who's I the instinctively you Natalie's know. the you character. Yep. Ish. Yes, the granddaughter ish. Yeah. Yes. Oh no, she's totally me. <laughs> you haven't said Natalie yet, so that's why. Oh yes, yep. Directing our listeners. Yes, yep. Natalie is the granddaughter, uh, very much totally based on me. And then uh, Nana is the, the Nana. Um, and there's a girl, there's a, her friend Jasmine. So, and what age is Natalie in this, by the way, too? You know, I, I've tried to keep it open-ended. Like I put her in her twenties, um, and with casting, which is also, again, completely new territory for me. Mm -hmm. I, I know, like I can, I can see who I picture for this role, but I didn't want to like put myself into a a corner with it. Like who's to say she couldn't be, you know, older or younger. Um, so I left, I left these things a little open-ended more than I wanted just to see if my instincts would prove like if I saw someone uh, who fit my bill exactly mm-hmm. and it was just the right fit or if someone could surprise me and people have. Um, so, yeah. So, I, you wonderful. know, I just you put large brackets on things. I didn't yeah. want to assign race. It's or very age. theatrical, too, by the way. It's like the very theater ways. Film is hmm. less forgiving. I find I, I found in my experience that a lot of film directors are very and they write for a very specific there's not a lot of imagination sometimes in yes, film. The yes. casting directors are kind of like, yeah. there's going to be 17 to 20 to 22, and they're going to be blonde, they're yes. going to be 5'5", five five, yes. and that's it. Um, yes. And I feel like I really appreciate your more of a theater person. It's like saying, mm. want to see what they bring to the table, and they could be brunette, or they could yes. be whatever. That's yeah. very, very good. Well, we're trying. That's also, I think, the beauty of the like an independent project. Yeah. You know, there's reasons people have to really zone in in their casting. Um, yeah. And I get that. You have to cast them by this date, and it's going to have to happen. Who do you want? You know, but not here. <laughs> not here. Not so, on Nana. <laughs> so you're, 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 you're kind of saying we're, we're, in, we're, in, we're not, we're, we're in pre-production right now, we'll say, yes. in many yep. ways. Yep. So um, I'm going to give you a question that um, I would normally say to some people saying, hey, do you have any advice for people along the way who are trying to do what you do and stuff like that? Mm. So I'm going to put a little twist on it, I okay. think, in the, moment, <laughs> in the moment here I'm thinking of this. What advice do you want to give yourself before you go any further with your film? <laughs> About. Like relax, <laughs> relax. No, I'm kidding. I'll let you. Go. I'm sorry. No, that's great. It's, uh, you know what? Yeah. That's a perfect, valid place to start from, honestly. But it's like no. you know, as you as you as you start, seriously, as you launch, and and mm-hmm. it's it's interesting because once you're in it, you can't see outside of it. Right. Uh, it's yes. hard. It's, well, it's harder to. Anyway. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so you're launching into this. So like so, yes. as you're as you're shaping this project, what advice do you want to give yourself now, um, as you're as as you're entering your next phase well i um i guess i just want to keep repeating advice that was given to me from i i guess a few people by now um one well one was mariah diaz who's again producing and thank god because you'll hear she's younger than me and like way wiser than i am uh i want to meet her she's amazing i will introduce you yeah um you know she she could see me when when i 
just got the grant and I had the script, I I come from producing and editing. So immediately I was like producing, like, let's get into it. Let's schedule everything. Log- like logistics, go. Now. <laughs> what are you doing this weekend? Go, 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 go. <laughs> Here's 14 versions of how we can schedule it and when. And she's like, how is the writing? You know? And I was like, oh, the writing. Oh, right. Um, you know, and she she just sort of gently reminded me that, you know, we know that film or a project happens in stages. You have research development, you have pre-production, you have production, you'll have post, which you're very good at, you know, and then you'll have this release period where it's out there. And she's like, don't cheapen and don't rush a stage just because you feel very interested in another, you know, she's like, because you're going to get there. Um, and I think that is like so sobering. I was so shocked to hear her say that. And I was like, okay. But then I like, looked at her like my producer and I was like well how much time you know do I have you know because I want to move on to the other thing right and she's like until it's ready like until you're ready and it's good enough and I hate that that's like a total therapist answer right there (laughs) (laughs) we've noticed a trend people we're we're going full circle here folks (laughs) no um but totally I think that's an incredible I think it's incredible advice for anyone um and that's something I'm repeating to myself which is I do now I, I know now for a fact with the writing um it is much closer and it's in a spot where I'm like, oh, okay, there's not really too much more to do here. It is, it is what it is. And I'm, I'm not precious with it. I've given it out again to, to trusted people to read again or for the first time. And yeah, it's, it's ready. So then you just naturally push into your next Very spot. wise having the screenplay, the writing, we'll say, um, in a place where everyone feels at home with it, particularly you, hmm. the director and um, the producer, because... Um, as being new for you, and I think I can echo this on behalf of a lot of filmmakers who do shorts and works in the short form, you really have hours to get what you need done. Mm -hmm. And there is always going to be a host of things that happen for better or for worse on the set. There'll be happy accidents. You're like, oh, cool. We'll take, we'll keep that. And then there'll be other things going, my gosh, we're going to have to wait until that, Construction jackhammering yes, stops. Yes, Who knew yeah. they were going to be here today? Um, again, speaking just kind of, you, you only have so much time. So mm-hmm. there isn't a lot of opportunities to really rewrite right. <laughs> on the script. On, on, yes. on, on, and, yeah. and, and actors sometimes will feel like they're the writer and try to <laughs> yes. and put their, and, and sometimes it's welcome and sometimes it's not. Right. Um, but uh, I think you're really, I think it's great to have that, that phase somewhat like I said, in a place where you're happy with it um, right. before you move on and then let the creative process, you know, dictate right. the other things. Or just, you know, confident enough to let it uh, morph, you know. what you, Something you just said reminded me, and I won't get this quote right, and people can look it up on the internet to get it perfect. <laughs> um, but do you remember there's like Nora Ephron in an old interview, uh, may she rest in peace, she's like my absolute favorite. Um, she said something like this, which is, you know, your writing is never done. And in fact, it actually gets rewrites from everyone. Uh, and this is a paraphrase now at this point, totally. But she said, you know, you hand it, you hand it over to a DP and they, the way they view it is a total rewrite of what you saw in your head. And that DP goes to a production designer and they put furniture out that you never saw and they rewrite it. And for better or for worse, it's a new thing now. And then the actors are on that furniture and they're acting in a way you didn't think that you, it wasn't in your video, like in, in your film in your head. And Everyone rewrites what you wrote Um, and, you know, you as a director have, you can rein it in as much as you want or be as militant as you want, um, which also can yield really beautiful results. But there's also a real, real strength and a beauty or hopefully that's what what I want to practice now is being fluid with something um, and allowing people to 
see what they want to see. It's all very well said, and I think that's very true. And I um and I think that the idea is that you know another metaphor. It's like you're you're, you're as the writer, you're you have the spine. You right. know, it's like you you've created the spine for everything to be hung off of. Yes. Like you're gonna everyone's going to build it, and it's going to build off of that spine. Yeah. And uh, and then you know you you know and and also to kind of like again for what we talked about earlier is that. You're you're giving you you're not just giving you're not giving anything away. You're inviting people mm-hmm. to work on yeah, yeah. this. You're so it's not like I think there's two different outlooks of what, of working of how people yes, wor- want to yeah. work. Is that oh well uh, okay good luck mm-hmm. and it's like no come in and like we were talking about the editing you know earlier yes, it's like yeah, yeah. it's that trust like I trust you because I'd like you to be the grandmother and you to be yes. Natalie and yes. you to be, and you're going to bring what you do because you are you yes. and you're going to add to this. Yeah. And I think that's a very healthy way and, and to kind of like summarize what you're saying. Yeah. And I think Twyla Tharp had a version of it too. And I think Agnes DeMille and yes. a whole bunch of other yes. people had their own kind of variations on the quote. But uh, yes. Nori Efron, of course, very apropos of a young um, female filmmaker oh, making, making her way through the world. I don't know if that's true. Um, but, uh, well, I, I really, and honestly, and thank you for that because that's um, kind of bringing it um, in the other direction is that your advice to yourself serves as great advice to other um, uh, filmmakers who are out there trying to get their work done. Mm-hmm. And I think they could learn a lot from your self-awareness. Oh, uh, so, I appreciate that. Very, very much so. Um, so what else do you want to mention, uh, before we sign <laughs> off here? Anything exciting happening? Any other projects, uh, brewing? <laughs> not, not too many very exciting projects brewing. Um, I, I, I'll mention, uh, these young men just this past week, I, uh, two very capable short filmmakers who don't need my advice at all, uh, brought me into the same thing, like just looking for an extra set of eyes. And, uh, I'm so impressed with their talent and they have another one coming out, uh, which is called fire burning it's keaton and mike's reader and uh i just think i'm amazed um i'm like i i like we're saying there's so many young filmmakers out there i don't feel young i feel really old actually it's really strange like i because i watched they're they're both two uh a director producer combo who are like a lot younger than i am i suspect and like so talented um so yeah, hopefully uh, I can help them sort of shape or just give some advice to this thing, but I don't think they need my advice. Um, but yeah, contributing to that little short film, which will be really exciting. Um, Nano, yeah, which will be coming out soon. And no, nothing else to plug unless you're a, like a Nicole Holliff Center fan. That was my assistant editing. Um, that's my day job, you know, um, which has done so well. That went to Sundance, and that'll be out soon. It's an A24 film. Woohoo! Yeah, I'm very excited for that one. It's very, it's so good. Um, but no, nothing. Just a Sundance. That's all, folks. That's not <laughs> my like small contribution to a major project, right. but so so proud. But if we're meaningful. talking about female filmmakers, and again, yeah. trusting yes. to the work, and yeah, and they trusted you, yeah. so. Congratulations. No, nothing to congratulate me for, but congrats to, yeah, yeah. Nicole and Elisa. Yeah. Well, Hillary, yeah. it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Oh, thank, thank you, you. <laughs> so much for taking the time to come in and, of course, and yes. share your time and talent with us. Um, where can we direct people to find out more about your work? Um, well, I, yeah, I haven't been so organized as to make a website for Nana, but I did put a little tab on there if people are interested in the project. I have a website, which is just my name, hillarykerrigan.com. Um, and from there, I'll lead you. <laughs> from there, I'll lead you. Or you'll reach out to me with questions because <laughs> yep. that's about it. <laughs> and hopefully you'll see it at the 2024 Inwood Film Festival. Yes, yes, yes. I hope so, too. I'm looking forward to it. If you hate it, you have all, you know, 
if anyone hates it, you won't. But hopefully, <laughs> I'm crossing all my fingers and toes that you'll see it there. <laughs> well, listener, you can find listeners. You can find linked to her website in the description of this episode. Thanks uh, again, Hillary. Thanks again for my coming pleasure. in. Uh, so this is In What Artworks On Air. It's our Art of Spotlight episode uh, where we meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes to make their home here in Upper Manhattan. If you have a moment, please show some love right now by rating and reviewing this podcast on Apple Podcasts. That really does help. Many thanks to Church of the Good Shepherd here in Inwood for hosting us and to HeightSites.com for uptown promotional support. You can support On Air and all of our programming by making a tax-free donation to Inwood Artworks NYC backslash donate or via Venmo. Uh, be sure to follow us on social media at Inwood Artworks to keep up all that we do, including the Inwood Film Festival, Filmworks Al Fresco, Art Galleries, live performances, and so much more. We're very proud to be supported in part by public funds, the New York City Department of Cultural Affairs, and the partnership with City Council. And Inwood Artworks programming is made possible by the New York State Council on the Arts with support from the Office of the Governor and the New York State Legislature. From the top of Manhattan, the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Aaron Sims for Inwood Artworks On Air.